What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode. Today, I'll be sitting down and analyzing a few teams tonight while we watch Match Their Live. Manchester United, Manchester United versus the, the bottom of the table, Sheffield United. And Everton versus Leicester City, who are currently playing at the same time. Two huge games in terms of positioning on the table, fight for fight for the Premier League title, fight for the Premier League survival, fight for Champions League positions. And we will see what unfolds in these games while analysing the play of both teams, the players, how they've contributed to their team's success, etc. So Leicester today, we're watching on th- that on the big screen. Leicester today are without Jamie Vardy. He has been ruled out through injury. Although unchanged at the back, they've got one change in in their attack. Ayozi Perez has come in for Jamie Vardy. And they've their players are really, really outperforming their their opponents nowadays, just like they are just like Madison and the rest of Leicester completely outplayed the likes of Chelsea when they were coached by Frank Lampard. They didn't they didn't give Chelsea any breathing space in that game and they completely punished them. So I expect a similar game against Everton. Leicester just being ruthless and Everton, you know, taking their chances when when need be. Both both teams have come off successful cup competition successes, both beating championship sides to advance to the round round five. And this could be it it's gonna be a an interesting matchup here on that side. Uh, with regards to Manchester United and Sheffield, it's a it's gonna be a, a seriously tough game for for Sheffield United, especially since they're they're looking for their some sort of result. Honestly, nowadays if I was part of that Sheffield team, knowing that you you could be too far gone and could be in for the championship next season. It's obviously the most, one of the most stressful things to think about while you're playing, while having to focus on the task at hand. But you almost have a sense of, you could play with absolute freedom and with no expectation of winning the game. So you can, you can try and upset, the, upset each opponent that you come up against. So I think Sheffield United would be looking to do that and yeah, trying to get a result out of that, but not at the same time, not focusing on the result. United's point of view, it's a case of, can they go back to the top of the table? That's the question. They sit one point behind Man City after Man City's win against West Brom last night. A thumping win against West Brom. Can they do... An equivalent thing and be as ruthless as Man City as their as their rivals. 
be ruthless enough to dispatch Sheffield or will it be a sort of tight affair where Sheffield puts up a fight like they did in the reverse fixture? We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, just touching on Manchester United at the moment of time, I don't think anyone thought that they would be in this type of position where they where they were sitting second, possibly top of the table for the first time since Alex Ferguson won the won the title with them and retired in the same season. So who would have thought, you know, who would have thought that they could be in this position potentially challenging for the title? Still, you know, 18 games to play after this this game week, but you have that belief. Once you sit in that position and you're stringing through class performances and you're you're winning those those crucial games against the likes of Fulham, the Gates, against the likes of Liverpool, drawing to Liverpool in the Premier League, winning in winning against them in the FA Cup. That instills a huge boost of confidence and your self-esteem just skyrockets. And they have players who world-class players in Pogba and Bruno Fernandes performing an exact at exactly the same time, which they which they most dearly want. Obviously, not like the greatest of defensive um, performances, but you know if they're getting the goals to complement each game, then it doesn't, the focus area isn't really the defensive frailties, but more of the attacking performances. If you're getting those attacking returns, you you essentially don't mind the defensive frailties. So I think United are going to want to keep the momentum in both offense and defense throughout the rest of the season in order to to challenge for the title. And it's going to be a, a good race between between them and between them and City and the likes of Leicester, the likes of can't believe I'm actually saying Leicester on the title race, but they're up there, you know, they're they're three points off City and you know they're they're looking good. So so do Liverpool, you know, not looking in the best of form, but you you can never count Liverpool out of the, the equation simply because they're they're Premier League champions and yeah you can never count them out. Spurs are gonna be con, con, in contention for European places. I don't think the title. I think Mourinho has more of a project there that he's he's gonna look forward to. In terms of you know he's he's brought in some young players he, he's brought in Carlos Vinicius which is obviously a, a long term investment and he's looking to further better Harry Kane's and Hyung Min Son's game so he's working with them he's he's trying to build them up into a title winning side but I think his priority will probably be to be in the Champions League next season the likes of Everton also Ancelotti's building a, a real project there. And that I'm not sure how long term or short term that is, but you know, Ancelotti's been in the club for for a year, and yeah, he's been for a year and a year and a month 
and it's looking good for him at the moment. They they string through good performances, playing good football. They're playing under Everton have have really been treated in terms of the manager. They've had the the manager bringing in the likes of James Rodriguez, Alan from Napoli. You know, previous players that he's coached before that he's worked with, and it's it's all working at the moment. Obviously, they're not, you know, challenging per se at the, at the at this moment in time. But they 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 string through beautiful results and are challenging the likes of Leicester. If they win tonight, they they've done the double over over Leicester this season, and that that's a great achievement in itself since Leicester sits third on the table and they've got they've really improved their, in their defensive performances Michael Keane looks very very solid he's not I haven't seen him had have the the, the worst game this season or I, I've seen him put in quality performances this season while there still is that little little slight bit of of complacency in some games especially in the West Ham game and the Leeds game where we could have got results there or Everton could have got results there but it it you know sometimes it's the, that's the nature of the Premier League you know it's it's very unpredictable and it's all about on the day performances with teams but I like I like you know, the projects that these managers, such as Jose Mourinho, Carlo Ancelotti, and even Dean Smith are building for their, for their respective teams. It's exciting. And with regards to Everton, a a person that's been, a, or a player that's been a long-term investment has, has come in the, in the form of Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who has outshone expectations and really surprised even... Even me, as a as a supporter of Everton, he he surprised me. I never thought he would be he would be on fifteen goals halfway through the season. It's it's quite astonishing, you know. They've you obviously don't see behind the scenes, but you hear that they've put in so much time and effort to improve just one aspect of Dominic Calvert-Lewin's game, and that's been his one-touch finishing. And it's been evident in in cup competitions. Currently, he's got four goals in come competitions. He's got 11 in the Premier League. And it's looking good for, for him as a strike, him, him as a Premier League striker. You know, he could he could really contend with, with some of the top strikers in the Premier League. And I can say that with af- absolute confidence that if he continues to work on himself and work on his play and his... his, his um, his build-up play and his his one-touch finishing, he's going to turn out to be, arguably, in my opinion, one of the one of the greatest Premier League strikers ever to live. And you know, you can't. It's quite it's quite optimistic to say that right now. Quite maybe a bit cocky, but you never know. Um, he looks very promising, and if he keeps scoring, if he just breaks his Premier League duck. Um, with uh, in not scoring or well, in scoring, he he hasn't scored in a couple games in the Premier League. So if he gets back in back in the goals this game, who knows? He could he could have a 20, 
20 plus goal season and that will be his highest ever highest ever Premier League. It's already his he's he's nearly he's nearly topped his his Premier League um top Premier League goal scoring record for a single season already. He's on 11 goals his 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 best his best goal scoring season was last season he he scored 15 goals in the Premier League and who knows he could score 20 plus this season if not 20 on the dot. And it's looking promising for them, for those for those teams such as Aston Villa, Everton, Leicester, Tottenham, you know, long-term projects for those teams. And it's exciting that all those those teams are starting to come up the ranks and challenging for European positions and challenging the likes of the big six, namely Man City, Liverpool, Man United, Chelsea, Arsenal and Tottenham who are all, you know, we can all see some some weaknesses within their, their, their styles of play, but I'm glad we can see these teams such as Leicester, Everton, Aston Villa, Southampton, all coming up the ranks. West Ham currently on really good form. And you can see that it's it's posing much more like a unpredictability and much more competition within the Premier League, which which I'm happy to see. And it's that makes predicting it and you know betting even harder. And just that makes it one of the best leagues in the world, if not the best league in the world. Manchester United, yeah, as I was saying earlier, Manchester United there. They focus a lot on attack, where you know their defensive performance haven't defensive performances haven't been the greatest ever, and I think that's that should have been the focus. That probably is the focus. You know, you're balancing. All teams want to balance the amount of stress they put on the back, the amount of time they put into the attack, and you know try and balance that out to the midfield and. Obviously, that's right now. That's not working for United. That's not working for United at the moment. They've just conceded one one goal against Sheffield in a crucial game for them because they could go, they could go top of the table if they had to win this game. But there's still a handful of the game left. This would be a great confidence confidence booster for Sheffield, and possibly if they if they could pull a result together three and get three points here, they could start turning their season around. It's quite a it's quite an amazing stat to think that at this point in the season before this match started Sheffield United were ahead of Manchester United in seventh position by one point this time last season it's quite an unbelievable stat to think of and now they're at opposite ends of the table Sheffield being last and United being at the um being at the top, you know, or that they're, they're second right now. But yeah, it's just crazy to think that no one, no one ever would have predicted that Sheffield would be, you know, last in the Premier League at the moment. So hopefully, you know, obviously I wish them all the, the best of luck and hopefully they can turn their season around. It's too, it's too early to call. Yeah, when it's, when it's 30 minutes into a game, it's, it's a way to, early to call a game unless you're a master 
psychic and you can call these games before they even start but i'm not that type of guy you know i i take it as it comes and see how the match flows and yeah not the it's it's you could you could say that this everton leicester game is is particularly cagey at the moment you know no real chances both teams have similar possession stats they're playing good football they've they've really been passing it around nicely and keeping position well both sides but yeah we'll have to see how it pans out Oh my fuck. Sorry. Sorry for the language, but James Rodriguez has just scored an absolute belter. Wow. Wow. With his weak foot, he just... It was like a FIFA goal. He killed that from the, the near the center of the of the of the of the D outside the box. Wow. What a hit. Deflection, so he shifted it onto his right and just hit it. Posting in. Oh wow. What a goal. What a beautiful goal from Hamish Rodriguez. Yo. I can't say this enough, but he signed for free. Ancelotti signed him for free from Real Madrid. From Real Madrid, and he's and he's performing like this. Wow. He's just come off two assists in the FA Cup against Sheffield Wednesday, and now he's he's back in the goals after a handful of games, not scoring or assisting. Wow, what a goal! So that goal was the first shot on target for both teams. <laughs> See, it just showed you how lackadaisical and cagey this game has been before that goal went in. Wow. I can't get over that goal. That was amazing. Jeez. What I do recommend for whoever's listening to this episode is that you continue to watch Everton or if you haven't ever watched Everton, or if you have watched some of their games, you must start watching their games because they play some beautiful football. The the type and style of football that Ancelotti, Carlo Ancelotti has instilled and worked on in the training ground is mesmerizing. It's insane. It's actually so beautiful that, you know, if I wasn't an Everton fan, I would watch them get um, week in, week out. I'd watch them week in, week out without hesitation. And they're so good on the ball. They're, some of their players, namely Tom Davies, Andre Gomez, look like completely new new footballers under, under Ancelotti. They, never in a million years could I have said that they would play such good football, possession-based football, under any manager, especially after how they were performing under Marco Silva. They didn't look like good footballers under Marco Silva. And now since they've since Ancelotti's come around, he's completely changed the dynamic around around 
players like Sigurdsson, Gomez, Davies, Michael Keane, Yeri Mina. It's been it's it's been quite a revolutionary year and a bit that Ancelotti's been around because he's completely changed the whole style of play that they they play they they play right now. It's it's amazing to to watch. Possession is amazing. Passing, especially first touches, dribbling. It's it's all structured. It's so it's so fine tuned that you can't fault. You can just see. You can't fault the Everton players, obviously, but you can you can just see the impact of a world class manager having on not the best of players on paper, but you can see how he influences those players to play world class to play in a world-class manner. It's amazing. And bringing in the likes of the likes of James Rodriguez, Dukure and Alan, two of those, two of the three of those players aren't even on the pitch right now. Only James is, is, is completely life-changing or like game-changing for the players around him. Cause it just instilled this instills and has instilled this huge belief in what they actually can do as players because they've got this world-class dribbler, playmaker, creator in the middle of the park and they just play around him because they, they've obviously observed him during training and, you know, you can see what this guy does and it's, he just puts pinpoint passes to you. He, he's so good on the ball. He, picks out pockets of space for the players. It's it's never a dull moment when James Rodriguez is on the pitch. And I'm sure the, the players appreciate that so much. And it's just changed the way Everton look now, you know. If they do win this game, they'll be in the top four with two games in hand. And they never look better, you know. So, yeah. So, we're going to end the podcast there. We're going to end the episode there for now. Hope you guys enjoyed it and I will see you next time.